Hey, universe. It's 9.30, or roughly 9.30. And uh, I'm trying to decide if I should go watch an open mic night, comedy night, or go to work. I don't have to go to work. I could go to work and pick up some hours. Four hours of work is 60 bucks. Going to watch an open mic night, comedy night is going to be minus 25 bucks. So there's an $85 turnaround in a world of poverty and strickenness as I put myself into. That does matter. I'm not in a position where it matters enough that I have to make that decision. But making a decision toward the plus $85 routine is always one that I will think favorably of in my future. But given that I want to do what material I have for tomorrow night at the 26th Avenue Tavern, I really kind of wanted to say hello to some comedians tonight that, um, well, I just wanted some feedback and camaraderie on some of the ideas I'm going to put forward tomorrow night. And I have no intention of putting them forward tonight at the Lion's Lair. I don't have any intention of putting them forward at the Lion's Lair in this season. But in the wintertime, maybe. So with that mm, hesitation of purpose and uh, lack of confidence in oneself, a little uh, uh, practice warm-up playtime tonight for uh, what's a little more serious, committed, and, uh, and important tomorrow night? Shit, why do I want to go to work? What's $85 on this day and age, right? Does that even buy fucking bread and milk and eggs and cheese? Probably. But I wouldn't put cat litter on that list and expect to come home with it. Nope. Pause. Okay, I don't think... I didn't mean to pause because I'm about to fire up here in what can only be described as one very long overdue um, sour guava live rosin hit. And uh, the... The, the way weed works now, especially concentrates, you kind of just have to get to trust a certain brand. I hate to say this because I hate this kind of fucking loyalty. But the truth is, if you find uh, a brand of consistent, uh, I don't know, profile across whatever you're trying to achieve... Meaning, there are certain concentrates that are really just designed to try to get you high. In some cases, they don't even taste good. They taste awful. But they do get you high. There's that level of, I don't care, just give me something that'll get me high. Okay, here, take this. And then, at the very opposite end of the spectrum, are people trying to... uh, in concentrated form, represent the full terpene profile and cannabinoid uh, interactivity of any given strain. And they're starting to really drill this stuff down, so I am not one to speak to how this all works, because I only know it from looking it up enough to know it um, in my weed decisions. Oh, shit, I don't have my dab tool. Pause. Well... Having still not located my dab tool and knowing my pause button time was about to run out, 
What the fuck? Talk about reality telling you to rethink what you're up to in the moment. Okay, I get it. I guess I won't take a dab. At least not uh, on the recording. So, down goes the torch. Down goes the bong. Down goes my mood. Well, no, not down goes my mood. But down goes my sense of knowing everything I want to know in the world. I usually like to know where my dab tool is, so when it's missing, well, it could be anywhere, including in the shower. Well, I checked there, so it's not there. Um, anyhow, I don't know if I apologize for all the misspeak, uh, misspoken, mis, uh, remembered from one thought to the next. I have way too many mistakes, both numerical mistakes, time of reference mistakes, um, poor word choice, if not flat out wrong word choice mistakes. I just made a lot of mistakes for a listener to have to endure in the last four to seven episodes. For that, I am sorry. For that, I am clearly trying to do better. And for that, I am always ashamed, embarrassed, and let down that I was so careless with your time as to be misleading or uh, uh, unintelligible or, at worst, saying something I don't even mean. But when I can't remember if I started the analogy of what time slips feel like uh, because you're thinking of making dinner. Did I start dinner at 4.30 or 5.30? Why did I start dinner at either time? It's not fucking late lunch. Anyway, <clears throat> I I just start rolling shit out of my tongue and uh, pretty soon I can't remember what I said that was pertinent if I'm working back to some sort of structural framework that I'm setting up. Like, wait, did I say we were at Disneyland or did I say we were on the moon? Does it matter now? Well, I'll just pretend I forgot both and we'll be on Venus. Um, I don't like to I don't like to find myself being confusing. I more so than necessary. I do not like to hear myself deliberately misspeak, especially when it comes to quantities or uh placements of space and time. And I was a little ridiculous with those mistakes. So I will be better. I will also try to be less redundant and um, committed to a word or phrase as I seem to get. That is one thing I believe being high can induce is a fascination with how many ways you can work diatribe into any particular um, uh, recording or in the case of the one with adjudicate. I'm not even sure I used it correctly in any of the three or four uses it got in there. And I've probably never used adjudicate four times in my life until I used it four times in that recording. And so, to me, that's marijuana. Oh, hey, you know what a word is that I haven't said in a while? And probably don't even understand what the true meaning of it is, but it sounds fucking great. And I think it's five syllables. Adjudicate. Never mind, four. 
How many times do you think you can work that one into the conversation, Mr. Amplification? Okay. Uh, I think that's all I have to apologize for at the moment. But I do have to decide right now if I'm going to go to work or if I'm going to go to the fucking open mic. Should I flip a coin? I mean, why not, right? Or how about this? I will get the... Um, no, this is this is such not interesting recording material that I'm going to hit the pause button. Hey, found the old dabbing tool. Some of that sour guava is just going to feel right. Anyway, back to the whole marijuana. There, There's... You don't find Maui Wowie, Sour Diesel, Granddaddy Perps, and Jack Herrera all sitting in the case. No, you find um, Grape Slushy, um, Cherry Moonbeam, uh, uh, Laser Cat, Sneaker sneaker Pimp, um, Bic Lighter Flowing. I mean, there's just zero. Um... God, I don't want it to be structural, but there's nonsense all over the weed industries naming uh, conventions. And maybe, maybe there isn't. Maybe there is a very serious protocol whereby you decide that I'm going to uh, hybridize these three phenotypes into this hopeful plant that I'm going to call American Ragtime spectacle that's terrible i don't even okay what is the worst weed name i saw looking at weed today i would say it was um harlequin sucker punch harlequin sucker punch maybe i remember that one at least um um sour skittles breath was one for sure um, those might be the two best that I can come up with, but sour Skittles breath. There's a perfect example. Are you interested? Well, you might be. In fact, you might really be. That might be the best fucking thing on the goddamn menu. You don't know. You don't really have any fucking clue. And... If you're plugged into the entire phenotype naming scene that is the weed hierarchy coming out of Amsterdam, maybe you do know. Maybe you know exactly what uh, Cherry Prom Night dance is. I don't. And everything's getting further and further away from the traditionals. Like Afghan or Acapulco Gold or AK-47 or ATF. Even then, it was a lot to keep track of. But now, well, I'm not one to complain with the weed situation in my life having gotten better. Every decade I've been alive, it's been better. And this is the best it's ever been. So the only complaint I really have now is about the name of various strains that get me higher than I've ever fucking been in my life. Yeah, that sounds like a complaint I should keep the shut your fucking mouth shut. Oh, right or at least pay homage to this <gasps> oh yeah so live rosin <clears throat> uses 
plant material that I believe can be flash frozen, but essentially is in its harvested state um, to shake the turpine, the the trichomes, the little pistils that form inside the leaves that are resinous that create all of the effect that gives you what it gives you to smoke weed. Well, you can shake that shit out, especially if it's cold. Um, in fact, a lot of uh, cold-cured rosin is some of the most expensive stuff you can buy because it's essentially the plant matter itself, the best of the plant matter itself being shaken off in a condition for you to dab it in the intensity of 90% THC concentrate. And that, my friends, that is what this little guava live rosin is. So, the excitement I was feeling earlier when I was like, ah, where's my dab tool? Well, it's back. And now I've got my dab. Okay, dab tool, with dab, then light torch. That's the basics. Sometimes I don't follow the basics. Or Durstarm. Oh, this torch sucks. All right, this time I'm going to hit pause. Okay, fair dilemma. 13 minutes and 23 seconds. I have spoken in a way that I know has zero value. Whatever I've said in the last 13 minutes, I could have just as easily not have said. There's nothing here that is compelling. There's nothing here that made me turn on the recorder so that I could share something that I felt had value. No, this is just me yakety yak because I'm stonity stone going to the open mic comedy night or maybe going to work. This is about as interesting as, uh, well, I've seen that I Love Lucy, but I do like it. So I guess I'd rather watch that than Andy Griffith. But I mean, whatever. I don't care, really. Same fucking show if you get right down to it. Oh, that tastes great. And it's weird that you can taste the plant's characteristics. Like, you know the taste of certain plants you smoke all the time. Blue Dream, for sure. Uh, Super Lemon Haze, for sure. Maui Wowie. Sour Diesel. These are flavor profiles that when you actually uh, inhale the plant, you're like, yeah, that's totally Sour Diesel. Well, these these rosin, these, these live rosin shake plant concentrates who do they ever bring the whole profile of the plant in so there's your weed lesson of 15 minutes of no consequence but at between 35 and 60 bucks a gram and more they ain't cheap but they are the legit high-end caviar of weed and as Evidenced in real time by myself with the brain that I'm using. They get you high as fuck fast. That hit is completely. I mean, I'm just. I can feel the the stress relief coming through my face. As if my whole face is relaxing into a puddle of Play-Doh. So that I don't feel so tense and nervous about my stuff I can't relax. Um... And I'm having daydreamy 
what am I even doing? Oh yeah, I got to get down to that fucking open mic night. Or I could go to work. Or I could just sit here and talk to you. But you don't even want me to do that. All right. Should I flip a coin? I was going to take a dollar out of my wallet. And if the first digit was odd, I was going to the open mic. If it was even, I was going to work. But that seems like it might be always odd more than even. So I thought instead, only because I don't think it could start with zero. So that takes one of them out. Um, And maybe it can't, but let's not figure that out right now. So instead, uh, let's see. That video game over there. Is that a video game? Yes. That is Mass Effect 3. I think. It's a Mass Effect something. That's how good my eyes are. Whatever the first letter on the back description is, if it is uh, an odd or even, odd, I go to the over mic, even, I go to work. This is probably biased too with the number of things that can be a first letter, but here we go. First letter is T. Which, if we get down to it, T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. Well, T would be the 19th letter of the alphabet. No, the 20th. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Yeah, T. U-V-W-X-Y-Z. 21, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Everyone who already knew T was the 20th uh, letter of the alphabet. Well, it took me a while, but I'm convinced I'm correct. And I think even said I was going to... Oh, fuck. What did even say? Now I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Pause. <sighs> yeah. So I'm going to work. Well, I guess that means I've got at least 10 more minutes to talk to you. About what? Uh, well, you tell me. All right. How about... the? The next recording, if not the next one, the one after that, I'm going to rewrite my intro. So I would recommend you skip that one. But the one that I don't rewrite my intro, I'm going to take five random personality quiz test questions as a way to both, A, talk about something uniquely... um, triggered through social uh, science uh, constructs and use it as a platform on which to really think about what it means for us to actually go looking for somebody to tell us what our personalities are. That's always seemed fucked up to me. (laughs) Like, um, if somebody could just describe to me why and how it is I behave the way I behave, well, then I wouldn't have to think and figure it out. Or something like that. Um, but rewriting my intro is almost more important. Obviously, it's more important. However, the psychological tests are oddly consistent and somewhat accurate. Now, why that is, seems to me that filtering us down into a sweet 16 of different profile characteristics is probably somewhat doable. Meaning, 
I bet you could come up with 20, 25, 30 common traits from, um, um, what's a good trait that you could or could not have? Um, well, okay. A lot of problems emerge. The reason I'm having trouble even come up with one is because should the traits be including physical? Yes, they should. Because your physical traits have a big part of who you are. Um, but how do you quantify physical traits? And should it be exclusively physical? Obviously not. Because your internal chutzpah, your drive, your motivation, your, uh, your shyness, your soft-spoken nature, your boisterousness, your whatever. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Oh, but blame it on being tired. It could be harder to come up with 30 common characteristics and then break it all down as if you either have some or you don't. All right. I still don't get the whole thing of going to a personality test, though. I get going to a fortune teller a lot better than I get going to have a personality assessment. And maybe if it's like 10,000 questions or that one that Warren Beatty does in whatever that 70s mediocre spy thriller movie is. And it seems like there could be some tests out there that would be worth taking. But I don't know if the 16 personalities queue up for the uh, IMDB. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm ENFP, IMPP. What am I? ENQP? No, I'm IMDB. I'm pretty sure. Check it out. Check it out. I'm IMDB. On that note, oh, don't you wish you'd done something else? I do, at least. That makes one of us. Probably two of us. Maybe three of us. Do you have one thing I really wanted to talk about? Well, the day involved my cat urinating on my bed three separate times. One in fully freshly washed, just put the new sheets on, nothing else, peed right on it. Then peed on the newly washed sheet four hours later that had been folded and put in the same spot. Then, peed on a different part of the bed when it was stripped down to absolutely nothing. Just the mattress. So she is currently on death row. uh, Which means she's in the second bedroom. With the door shut. And a litter box. And a bowl of water and a bowl of food. And uh, if she doesn't figure it out, I don't fucking know what to do. I don't know if this is a sign of territoriality, dominance, pissed off at me. I don't fucking know. She's never peed on my fucking bed. What the fuck? So, yeah, that's how the day has been. I have been doing fucking laundry. The third time I discovered it, I... It was like... Are you fucking kidding me? Am I not being clear that this is unacceptable? How, how is a third event even possible? 
How's how can this how can this have crossed? I I do you do you hate me? Is it? Oh. So I'm sure cats peeing on my bed has some significance and symbology of I'm being pheromone inappropriate, inappropriate. But that doesn't even matter. This is a line that if this is a line she's going to draw, she's going to draw herself a line straight the fuck out of here. I can't believe she peed on my bed. And this she peed in the house five times. There was a pee in my laundry basket. Well, in my, uh, in, in the clothes that I took off to get into the shower, which, okay, I didn't realize I had to take those off, pick them up, fold them, then get in the shower. No, I usually just drop my sweatpants, which is what I happen to be wearing, and take off my hoodie and jump in the shower. Well, as I came out of the shower, came into the bedroom to get dressed, then went into the bathroom to retrieve my clothes to throw into the laundry. Oh, they'd been peed on. Fucking cat. So, yeah. Seems like she's sending a message. I couldn't agree more. But what's the message? So, that's the part I forgot to talk about. That and um... There was one other thing. <clears throat> and that other thing is... Bum, 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 in my notebook. No, it's actually in my daily notes. Alright. That other thing is... Oh, Survivor's Fallacy. This is a... Um... This is intriguing how we are conditioned only to see that which persists and maintains victor, victorious uh, status as uh, successful forms of life that are obviously winning nature's roll of the dice just like we are. And when you break these down into real scenarios of figuring out how bias works itself in to favor the circumstances of those who came through and were victorious, it has all sorts of implications across what we then frame up for our own next phase of mimicry to achieve sense of victory ourselves and the often um, almost mathematically inconceivable likelihood of repeating something somebody else may have made look easy because they just happened to be the one for which the one in a million chance came through. So if alright, I need to spend time working out some simple situations in my life that vet out a bias looking back of survivorship. And it, not a bias held about myself, but a bias held about circumstances around me. And that's, that's what makes this one almost cool 
is that as you start to perceive its um, impact and unwind it, you can unwind a lot of things that have nothing to do with you, but have to do with circumstances and presentation of of uh, of cause and effect, at least in the human condition. So, how does that sound for the least interesting movie you're going to see this summer? 